This is the 401 Podcast. Join Rhode Island sports journalist and basketball scribe Kevin McNamara with guests from the Ocean State sports scene and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin McNamara. Hello and welcome to the 401 Podcast on Kevin Mac Sports. I'm your host, Kevin McNamara. Thank you for joining me. It's a crazy busy time for sports right now. Playoffs in the NBA and NHL are whittling down to the very best teams and most important games. God, if only those NBA guys would stay healthy. Crazy times in that sport. It's also a busy time on the links. As everyone knows, we love golf here at the 401 Podcast, and the big events are finally here. Next week, fans should come out and see the stars of tomorrow at the Northeast Amateur at Wanamoisett in Rumford, Rhode Island. It's a great take. Only four years ago, Colin Morikawa won the Northeast. He joined champs like Ben Crenshaw, David Duval, Luke Donald, and Dustin Johnson, just to name a few. This week, Morikawa is one of the favorites to win the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. The course is a familiar one for all the players. They see it every year at the Farmers Open in January. Just a few months ago, Patrick Reed won that Farmers by five strokes with a minus 14 score. Don't worry, that's not going to happen this week. The U.S. Open means a lot of things, but atop the list is a demanding challenge. The days of winners around even par may be over, but word is the rough is up, it is thick, and the players are expecting a very stiff challenge. Billy Andrade has played a lot at Torrey Pines over his long career in the game. The Bristol native played in Andy Williams Opens and Buick Invitationals for years in his days on the PGA Tour and knows what it takes to win at one of the most scenic, challenging public golf courses in America. We're going to ask Billy for an update on the Champions Tour. He's currently 49th on the Charles Schwab Cup money list and is preparing for the Senior Players Championship next week at Firestone in Ohio. Billy has been on the 401 podcast in the past. He's a big, big sports fan, a great friend, and we're always welcome him home to the 401 podcast. Billy, I know it's a busy time. Really appreciate you taking some time out to preview the U.S. Open and bring, you up, bring us up to speed on the Champions Tour. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Appreciate the call and um, always love talking sports with you and love talking golf. Yep, busy, busy time, needless to say. First of all, uh, on your tour, I know it's a week off. Uh, does, is anyone in the U.S. Open? Uh, is anyone still trying to play? you know, on that super long, difficult course. And uh, yeah. I would imagine you're just getting ready for a major next week, the, the senior PGA. Uh, yeah, next week's our senior players championship players. Um, uh, at Firestone. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, you know, obviously Mickelson's playing this week. And, um, you know, and I thought maybe Steve Stricker would be playing because he he won the U.S. Open a couple years ago. But um uh, chatting with him the other day at his tournament in Wisconsin, he said that uh, the USGA did not give him uh, an exemption. How about that, uh, which which kind of is kind of strange, you know, being the Ryder Cup captain and being really the the defending Senior Open champion. If you win the Senior Open, you get in the U.S., but uh, they didn't uh, roll it over, I guess, for another year. So, uh, but other than that, I, don't, I didn't see uh, in the field. I didn't see any other Champions Tour players that that are playing. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the golf course, um, being so difficult and long. Um, you know, it's not like Pebble beach where I think a, a course like Pebble, 
um, a lot of Champions Tour players would try because um, it's not a, uh, a long test and um, like Tory. So uh, I didn't see any uh, Champions Tour guys <clears throat> in this field. But, um, you know, next week is our big Players Championship. And if you win the Players Championship, you get in uh, the senior players, you get in the 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 one at uh, at the stadium course next year. So it's a it's a big incentive for all of us to win um, on an on iconic golf course like Firestone, which is so difficult. Um, you know, it's a course where if, for seventy two holes, if you can be under par, you got a pretty good chance of winning. So I'm looking forward to heading up up to Firestone next week, and then um, we'll be up in Rhode Island at the end of the month and. And I'll be playing some. We have uh, our Dick Sporting Goods Open is the first weekend in July. And then we go to uh, our senior open. Unfortunately, it's not across the street in, at Newport Country Club. It's, uh, it's at Omaha, Nebraska, at Omaha Country Club. And uh, uh, that, that's, that's this year's U.S. Open for us. And, and uh, you know, we'll be back in Newport in 2024. But uh, disappointing that, that we're not playing our u.s open at newport country club uh but the usga had other plans no certainly would have uh, enjoyed it but hopefully we're all around in 2024 and uh and we yes. get a good, we got a good run hey uh tory pines i can only imagine how many times in your career you've been out there i i've watched the the uh, various previews leading up to this and all they talk about is the rough uh is that the defense or i would imagine just they keep stretching and stretching and stretching these golf courses as well. Yeah, yeah. I had a great conversation this morning with Brad Faxon, who's out there working for Sky Sports and um, just kind of picked his brain a little bit on the course setup and the golf course itself. And, you know, we were reminiscing about years past of, of playing in the, you know, the San Diego Open. Um, you know, uh, it was the Buick Invitational for a long time. Before that, it was the Andy Williams San Diego Open. It was a fun tournament because it was a fun golf course. And uh, I think Reese Jones went in and redid it. And uh, I played a few, um, you know, Farmers Insurance Opens at the end there of my career on, on this new, uh, redes not, not a redesign, but just kind of a, a tweak and, um, and Reese Jones just made it almost impossible. It's just so much harder than it used to be. It was a fun kind of a fun golf course where, you know, you would have to make a bunch of birdies and it wasn't that long. And, uh, you know, they've stretched it out uh, to make it uh, ridiculously long. They've, they've got some par threes and par fours that are right on the, you know, the, the Barranca of, of Torrey Pines State Park and you know, you can hit a pretty good golf shot, and you know, if you hit it over the greens uh, or left, and you can hit it in these barrancas like like no nobody's business so easily. So, um, Brad was just saying that the, the rough isn't is isn't ridiculous uh, like what we normally see uh, and what we're normally used to. The older players of of the old setups of the USGA, but um, he said it, it is healthy. You can actually, you know try to get them out to the green, not, not chip out rough. Uh, but he said it's firm and fast and um, the scoring is going to be very difficult. It should be a, a heck of a test for, for these guys out there this week. Well, it's interesting. You say you talk about the scoring because uh, when you were in the heart of your career, it was always even par was what the USGA was looking for at a U S open. I, I think in 
in context, they, they would like that to be the same, but it really hasn't been around even par for the last several years. Is that just because these guys are so much better and longer, or you think the USGA has maybe tempered things down just a bit? Well, in the old days, um, uh, Tom Meeks was the, was the gentleman who would set the golf courses up and then he retired. Um, and then Mike Davis, um, set them up for years and, um, they just changed their philosophy with, with Mike Davis. And, uh, if you like it great, if you don't like it, well, you know, this is the way they're going to set it up. And it, to me, it just seemed different. It just seemed, uh, more open off the tee, you know, not like claustrophobic in the old days. Uh, we had chip out rough everywhere. Now they have, um, in some places around the greens, no rough where, you know, the ball will, will skid off. And now you have a very difficult, up and down, up, 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 up a hill where in the old days you would be fairly close to the green because, because the rough was so high and then you could, you would have a hard time chipping it out of that. So, um, you know, they went to places like Aaron Hills. They went to uh, a few others, uh, other places that were not quote, you know, the historical U S open type venues. Right. And, uh, doing that, um, you know, I think it kind of changed the U S open a little bit. And, um, I like to see him go back to, to what the way Tory is this week. It's, um, you know, it's going to be firm. It's going to be fast. It's going to, um, test the player in, in every aspect of his game, especially the short game of, uh, you know, trying to, uh, shoot, you know, you know, around par, I think, you know, um, Brad was saying maybe five, six under might win this week. He said the wind isn't supposed to blow. So five or six under without wind is, is, is pretty high for these, for these players today. So I think it, uh, it should be a great test. And, um, you know, it's all in that course setup. It's all how you set up a golf course. Uh, you can make a golf course impossible, on rough and on firmness. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, the USGA has kind of gone back the last couple of years to, um, you know, to make it more the way it used to be. Let's take a break from our conversation with Billy Andrade and hear what's new with our friends at Haxton's Liquors. It's finally summertime. And although social distancing regulations have relaxed in Rhode Island, everyone feels safe when they head over to Haxton's Liquors on Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Haxton's has everything you need for that summer bash. And aren't we all ready for a few summer bashes? Haxton stocks all the top wines and spirits, plenty of beer, a huge selection of spiked seltzers, and all the mixers. Haxton's is always ready to serve you. So stop in and see my friends, Tim and Bobby Haxton. They do an excellent job with air filtration in their giant store. And we're thrilled that they are proud sponsors of Kevin Mack Sports. So before we talk about favorites, uh, I think everyone's sentimental favorite and dream favorite would be Phil Mickelson. It's it's not his home course. He's uh, that's his hometown. Uh, certainly will be an awful lot of Phil supporters out there. Uh, you saw what happened in the PGA. I'm sure you were just as surprised as as we were. Um, can he do it again? Well, you know, <laughs> I would have before the PGA we talked, and I there's no way Phil Mickelson's going to win. Then he gets off to a pretty good start that first day. And you say, well, he's going to probably fade. You know, he faded at the Memorial or, or at uh, the Wells Fargo. He shot 64, I think, in the first round and didn't break 75 the next three days and finished 60th. So that's what we all thought. And then all of a sudden, 
um, you know, that didn't happen. And now, you know, with 18 holes to go, anything can happen. That's, you know, that's the, 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 the beauty of playing professional golf is that the first three days you jockey position to get into a chance. And then all of a sudden, when you give a player of, of Phil's capabilities and what he's done and, and how great he is, uh, even at 50, um, you know, you give a player of, of his caliber, a chance, just a chance. We all just want a chance to have a chance to win. Uh, here he goes. He's, he's in a perfect position and, um, you know, he, he relished it and what he did coming down the stretch and how he performed that day, uh, after a, a little bit of a nervy start, you could say, uh, was just, uh, you know, one for the history books, one for the record books, one for the, uh, you know, for non-fans of Phil Mickelson that, that he brought in to, to see, a, a player at 50 do this and especially on the PGA tour and especially in a major is just amazing. So going into this week, you know, I think he, um, you know, he would love to get himself in the mix. Uh, he has publicly stated that, you know, Tory isn't, you know, uh, you know, his favorite, favorite golf course. He's, he's had a love hate relationship there. He's won it. Um, you know, in the old days, he won the, the San Diego open, but, uh, um, I don't know. I just think that uh, um, the pressure's back on, you know, maybe going into the PGA, you know, the pressure was on everybody else and he just went out and played. Now it's, he's more in the spotlight and can he handle it? Um, you know, he hasn't played much since he won the PGA. Uh, will he be rusty? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how is his preparation uh, this week? I, I see he played a few practice rounds with DeChambeau. Um, so it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a crap shoot. I don't know. I, I, I think it'll be tough for Phil to, to win. It would be a great story where he would complete the grand slam, right. but, uh, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. It's all, it's all on Thursday, uh, Kevin, you sure. know, Thursday, Thursday's the day you know, yeah. where you, you know, you can't, um, you can't win, win a U.S. open or or major on Thursday, but you can sure as heck lose it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if he can get off to a good start and, you know, and do what he did at the PGA, just to kind of hang around, you never know. But uh, it's going to be, I think, difficult now, um, you know, after what he did at, at Kiowa. Yep. Hey, Billy, last one. Uh, obviously, a huge story in golf was John Rahm uh, not being able to finish the memorial. Uh, strangely enough, it's he's one of the favorites this week at, at, at Torrey, if not the favorite on, on some betting sites. Um, there's been an awful lot of talk since then that, and quite a few, if not up to 40% of PGA tour players are, are playing unvaccinated. So the USGA has to have some extensive testing this week. Uh, can you just bring us up to date what you see on your tour? And does this catch you by surprise with guys who are needless to say, travel around the world, uh, for their profession? Yeah, I don't understand why anyone would not get vaccinated, especially um, with all the travel you're doing and, and the people you're bumping into. And now the fact that uh, fans are allowed to go to uh, tournaments, they don't have to be masked up. Um, and, you know, you're seeing it, you know, today, Chris Paul came out that, you know, he was he's got the virus and now he's out indefinitely, um, which speculates like, why didn't he get it? You know, especially playing a sport where you're sweating and you're out there, you know, you know, uh, bumping with other players. It's not like golf or you're kind of on your own, but, uh, 
yeah, it makes no sense to me why anyone would not you know, get vaccinated. It's not just for yourself, it's for others. Um, and I, I, I just don't understand it. We have a, a smaller group on the PGA tour, I think on our champions tour that, um, that have not gotten vaccinated. Um, we're about 80% vaccinated. So that's a, a pretty good number that we're not uh, doing testing anymore. Uh, but there is a few guys on our tour is the same thing. They just, uh, they're, they're not non-vaxxers and, you know, you can't change their opinion and you can't change them to, to go out and get vaccinated. But I think uh, the good news with John Rahm, I think now that I would bet because of the situation and how it went down at the Memorial, that he, um, that a lot of the younger players are now going to get vaccinated you know, because of, um, Hey, there is a chance, you know, and if I get sick and, 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 get others sick that I can't play and I can't perform and I'm not going to let that happen. So I hoped that, I hope that, uh, the, that a lot of players after what happened to John uh, would go and, and get vaccinated. But um, you know, it's crazy to, to nope. see this. It's crazy to see this. And especially uh, here we are in June of 2021 with, you know, the capabilities of um, getting safe and, and, and guys not doing it. And, um, you know, it's just not good for the game. It's not good for anybody, really. It's not It's not good for the NBA. It's not good for sports. Hey, uh, Billy, get a win for the Sox tonight. I know you're in Atlanta and uh, you're a huge Sox fan, so keep them going. Yeah, that was a heck of a win last night uh, yeah. to come back like that and uh, win 10-7. So I'm looking forward to to seeing a game. You know, I've, I've, I've been to one Braves game this year during the our Atlanta tournament. I, I brought a bunch of players and caddies down. Uh, and the other night, my wife and I went to, to the Hawks uh, playoff game against the Sixers, which was a, a fabulous um, thing to watch. And, you know, it's, it's just great to get back to normalcy a little bit, and being able to go to games. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, checking out the Sox tonight and see how they do. They they're fun to watch. I'm, I'm loving to see see this big turnaround from last year. So uh, hopefully they can continue. Well, that's it for this week's 401 podcast. Thanks, as always, to producer extraordinaire Kevin Collins and to Billy Andre. I hope all golf fans enjoy this weekend's U.S. Open. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. Subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy most. Shoot us a like and look for the next edition of the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Thanks for listening to the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Get the 411 on the sports scene in the 401 by subscribing to the 401 Podcast from KevinMacSports.com.